Welcome to the Simply Youth Podcast, where the U in youth stands for you. Join us in chatting with some of the most successful Lebanese figures. Follow in their footsteps to write your own story. Simply Youth Podcast every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more platforms. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Simply Youth Podcast. Today, we have a Lebanese NGO with groundbreaking work over the years. Established in 2005, CAFA aims to eliminate all forms of gender-based violence and discrimination. Therefore, they work to propose new laws and policies to raise awareness about women's rights and provide women and children that are victims of violence social, legal, and psychological support. Thank you, Mrs. Vera Maud, the team leader in the Child Protection Unit, for taking part in today's conversation. Can you give, can you give a brief overview about CAFA and your work? Hi, Hadi. How are you? Uh, thank you for having me and uh, thank you for this inspiring podcast. Um, just like you said, CAFA is a feminist, secular and Lebanese NGO. Uh, CAFA believes in a society where all citizens live free from violence and where they can have equal access to opportunities and where their human rights are respected, protected and enjoyed. Uh, our focus areas are family violence, exploitation and trafficking in women, especially in migrant domestic workers and women in prostitution. And uh, finally, child protection. Uh, I think you covered all the, everything we do regarding to violence and uh, how to eliminate uh, gender-based violence through law reforms and new policies. So my first question is, why are victims of domestic violence in Lebanon less likely to report the crimes inflicted on them? Okay, there are different reasons why victims are sometimes afraid of reporting. First, from a social aspect, domestic violence can be regarded either as a taboo or it can be normalized because of the acceptance of the imbalance in the power dynamic between men and women. Uh, Second, and from a psychological aspect, uh, victims can get locked in a cycle of violence, which consists of uh, three phases. Uh, First, you have the tension phase in which the abuser tries to threaten directly or indirectly. The second phase is the violence itself. The third phase is the honeymoon phase. Uh, So what happens is, if I myself, for example, am a victim of domestic violence, I might be afraid to talk about it or seek help because I might be stuck in the honeymoon phase, hoping that the abuser will stop. But without specialized psychological help, the abuser will not stop. Uh, Or maybe I feel guilty or ashamed because of the violence inflicted on me. Um, You know, the abuser makes sure to create uh, a vulnerability that makes me dependable on him. So for these reasons, victims might be afraid to speak out. So we as Kaffa would like to encourage women to come forward and break this cycle. Because women need to know that it is their right not to, uh, to seek help and to seek protection. And they are not to blame for any abuse or any domestic violence. Um, and also it is their right to live in dignity. So yeah, as you said, we depend on a making a sense of superiority and inferiority and dependence, this whole complex and dynamic in a relationship in order for the victim to need the culprit. So my question is that CAFA okay, initiated a hotline number 1745 where victims of domestic violence can report their cases. How efficient has the hotline been so far? And how can you explain the increase in cases of domestic violence over the course of the last year? 
Okay, uh, Hadi, the 1745 uh, is not a hotline for Kafa. It is a hotline for the internal security forces, but it was assigned in partnership with Kafa and it can receive complaint of domestic violence. So if you yourself are a victim of uh, domestic violence, you can report on this hotline. Or also if you witness violence, you can report on this uh, hotline. As for the increase in cases of violence, uh, usually in crisis, uh, you have an increase of violence. And this year we have witnessed an exceptional year. For example, uh, during the two months period of lockdown, we received a number of cases that we usually receive throughout the whole year. Uh, it is approximately around uh, 1,300 cases. So imagine in two months you get the, the same number as of the whole year. So this increase uh, is due to different crises such as the political, the economical, um, but still the crisis or the stress are never an excuse for violence. It is more of a triggering, a triggering point or a triggering factor. And to mitigate this increase, we as CAFA have been working on a program called CHOICE. This program helps men who feel that they want change or uh, who need changing their aggressive behaviors uh, to actually seek help. And you can find this program um, on our media platforms. Yeah, rehabilitation and education of like from men who have, have been used to the idea of domestic violence, where like slapping women or their wives has been common past for in our society. So making this change in the culture and norms is really hard. And so it is even more disappointing that despite cases of domestic violence by husbands, custody of children is often granted to the fathers based on religious laws. Can you give a brief overview of the unified civil personal status law and how it ensures equality and fairness in custody? Yes, uh, regarding the draft of the unified civil personal law, uh, I would like to explain why it is much needed. Um, so let's, let's talk about divorce as an example. The majority of divorce cases, no matter which partner asks for divorce, and no matter what are the reasons for the divorce, the cases revert back to the religious courts for final verdict. In Lebanon, the family-related cases are handled by these courts. So the problem is that most of the laws by which these courts abide discriminate against women, for example, in custody. That's why CAFA decided to launch its own campaign for a unified civil personal state law. The aim was to equate people in duties and rights and to manage their lives fairly without discrimination and most importantly, to respect the interests of the children of these cases. Hello, on a national level, uh, the law would diminish our secular fragmentation over the 18 religious sects. You know, that was one of the main demands of the October uprising. This integration would be a source of richness and diversity, and we will all be equal before the same law, and at the same time, we will enjoy our religious and spiritual differences. So as mentioned before, you're the team leader, for the Children Protection Unit at CAFA. So this program has managed to stop more than 26 child marriages. How did you change the traditional attitudes of the children's parents? Okay, uh, Hadi, I would like to explain uh, a bit our approach because this is the, the ground for our success. So what we do is the community-based approach. Um, I'm gonna try to make it a bit simple. Let's consider we work in a certain community. So we don't try to only target parents and expect them to change their beliefs on early marriage, for example. 
what we do and what is really efficient is engaging all members of the community in our social support sessions and awareness. So children, adolescents, caregiver, uh, local entities, uh, municipalities, they are all part of our outreach. So after this engagement, we identify people who genuinely want change and who genuinely believe in a society free of violence. Uh, and free of uh, gender-based violence, such as early marriage. Then we form a committee of these individuals and we train them on capacity building. We train them on identification of risks and of reporting. So simply put, we believe that people will be part of the solution and eventually they will have uh, a safe community. And about those 26 marriages you were talking about, um, they were stopped by a committee uh, the, uh, the committee that was made because of the approach we use. So this committee was able to stop these marriages. And also within this approach, parents benefit from positive parenting skills, psychological support, emotional support, which help them to have a better relationship with their children and eventually to put as a priority their children's best interests. So you work as part of the child protection program at Kafa. Uh, can you explain the situation of violence against Lebanese children alongside refugees? And how widespread is violence against children, especially when we know that the traditional upbringing of children might rely on physical abuse? Mm -hmm. um, in Lebanon, we don't have like proper uh, statistics, but violence against children is very much widespread. Uh, so here I would like to talk about what is considered violence. Uh, first, you have the physical abuse, you have the sexual abuse, the neglect. Uh, and by the way, neglect is one of the leading causes of fatality among children. Uh, neglect can be either emotional or physical. Uh, you have the emotional violence and you have the children witness of domestic violence. So all of these uh, violence I've, uh, I mentioned are violence against children. Uh, in addition to the child protection program, KEFA also offers psychological support for all teenagers victims of violence. Mm -hmm. uh, how has it been helping those children and do you believe that you will observe a permanent trauma within them? Um, while working with children victims of violence or even children at risk of violence, we focused on creating a safe space for them to express their emotions. Uh, so during our support sessions, we provide them with needed coping mechanisms, for example, art therapy techniques, drama therapy techniques, uh, etc. So the sessions are a great opportunity for them to express and to project their inner conflicts in a safe environment. Also, after a cycle of focused psychosocial support uh, and depending on their needs, children can engage in yoga sessions. These sessions help them furthermore in coping and having a mindful experience. Since I work on the field, I can certainly tell you that once a child uh, and an adolescent is heard, understood, and have his or her emotional needs met, and most importantly, protected, trauma can heal. So talking about trauma, as a response to the Beirut explosion, Kafa called for donations to help the many women who have been affected. Uh, how exactly have you helped uh, alleviate the struggles of those Lebanese women? Uh, 
Okay, directly after the Beirut blast, uh, we had two complementary emergency plans. One was done, uh, the first one was done by the support center. At the support center of Kaffa, we contacted women who have been receiving support from us and who live in the affected areas. Uh, we assessed how these women were affected by the blast and we identified their needs. We also included women who reached out for us for the first time, or women head of households, and vulnerable families. We conducted a needs assessment survey with them. And the second one, the second emergency plan, was done by the Child Protection Unit. Uh, we set a tent in uh, the Jesuit garden in Rimel Ashrafiye. We wanted to be close to the people affected by the blast. We stayed in the garden for a month. Uh, during this period, we conducted door-to-door -door needs assessment along with uh, psychological first aid sessions. Based on the assessment and for both of our emergency response, we started distributing food boxes, uh, detergent kits, hygiene kits, and most importantly, psychological support. We are also in the process of renovation. So thank you so much, Vera, for being here with us today and representing CAFA, uh, one of the most active and important NGOs uh, in Lebanon. Uh, we hope our audience enjoyed and benefited from it as much as we did. Please do not forget to contact the 1745 hotline if you believe that you are a victim of domestic violence. Thank you again, Vera. Have a great day. Thank you, you too.